Rabbi Wolf put together tonight an uh, amazing strategy of bringing the Mashiach. He said we'll put uh, two Chabatskers with a Satmar Belzer Chassid and then stick in a YU rabbi. And for sure we'll bring the Mashiach. The, uh, also, I have to be careful, uh, me walking into a, a place like Mayan Israel, talk about Mashiach or the Geula, is like any of us walking into Lagandola, tell them how to make a steak. Uh, you got to tread carefully, you got to know your place, and just to get out of the way once it's over. So the Rambam has, as you heard, 13 principles of faith that you have to buy into. But suddenly, once he gets to the Mashiach one, suddenly it's an emotional. It's an emotional one. It's the only one that's an emotional one. The Rebbe has a language of Hu'inyan Hergesh Halev. It's an emotional feeling that you have to get to. And this is as uh, what Rabbi Kesselman began to talk about, was the idea of, can the Torah command on emotion? Can the Torah command us what we're supposed to feel? And it's a famous question, Losachmot, on uh, you shall not covet, how do you command on these things, how do you do it? But the basic question, what does it mean, that I will wait for him every day, that he shall not tarry? First problem, forget the issue of commanding an emotion, is you look at the Amorayim, nobody seems to agree how it's going to happen. So I'm supposed to long for something that we've never seen before. And number two, so many of the rabbis can't agree how it's going to look like. So who am I supposed to long, like whose opinion am I supposed to long for? So what does this longing look like? So because of these challenges and what it means to, to long, what does it mean, achakelo? Famously, Reb Chaim Brisker said that if someone does not believe, that I walked in, I heard uh, Rabbi Klein speaking about, that if someone does not believe in the Yud Gimeli Karim, right, you're, you're basically out. You're basically a, a, a kofer. Right? You're basically someone who denies. And Ravel Soloveitchik, Rav Chaim's son, said on this one, Echakilo, it means that one has to believe that at any moment the Mashiach can come. You have to believe that any moment Mashiach could come. And famously, his students turned to him and said, but you see, no one believes that. Because otherwise, no one would just be sitting around here. We'd have the tickets every single day. We would have saved the mileage. Every single day, we would have been getting ready. But we're not. We're sitting here. We may be going to start a campaign to raise money or not. The why you guys were excluded. I heard we, all, we don't have to get involved. Just the Chabad people get involved. I heard him. I heard him. Baruch Hashem. Oh, thank God. Another fundraiser. Keep me out of it. Keep me out of it. Okay. We'll run our own campaign. Okay. Me and Rabbi Klein got this. Okay. So, the Chafetz Chaim, a student went to the Chafetz Chaim, and he said, look, the Gemara in Shabbos tells us that, quotes from Kohelis, it's going to be a day that's going to come when we're not going to have such a drive with the Yetzir Hara. That's not a good thing. Our reward comes from the tension. Our reward comes from the struggle. Isn't that a good thing? Why are we happy that the Mashiach days are going to come and we're going to lose that? And apparently the Chafetz Chaim said, Taka, it's a great question. So I want to share with you another Mahalach on this, that Revel Yoshev concurred with. Revel Yoshev said, this is the approach. The altar of Slobodka says that I have to believe 
in the notion that the Mashiach could come every day. But the students said, but we know that Eliyahu Anavi is going to come first. And one opinion in Chazal is one day, three days, six days. So how can I believe Mashiach will come today if Eliyahu Anavi didn't show up? So the altar of Slobodka said, you have to believe that Mashiach could come today. Now what about Eliyahu and that Medrash? Mashiach's going to answer that question for you. I can't let that get in the way what I am supposed to believe in. Rambam even writes in his commentary in Parakhalik in Sanhedrin, he says, you can't make a calculation that says, oh, Mashiach can't come now because I did the calculation in the Torah codes book and I added up the dates that it was supposed to be with the Mabit and the this and that, and it can't be now. You can never have a calculation that will not allow it to be right now. That's part of a chakilo, that every day can be a possibility. It's all eligible. It's all eligible. The Ramchal says, we know there's a famous machlokis if the Mashiach will come, Be'ita or Akichena. If he's going to come in its appointed time or run to us. And the question the Ramchal asked is, so many generations went by with amazing tzaddikim who were operating in it and they couldn't bring the Mashiach. How in the world are we supposed to believe that we can? They couldn't do it. The generation that had Rav Chaim Kinevsky couldn't do it. We can do it? So the Ramchal says something so beautiful based on the Yalkut Shimoni. He says, Hashem looks at each generation and how much light that it provides. And the darker the world, the easier it is to provide that light. The darker the world, the easier it is to provide that light. And in that way, our generation has a privilege because yes, it is so dark out there on those streets. But the light that we could shine is so much more powerful and we cannot allow any other hashkafa get in the way of the belief that Mashiach can come today. So what is Echakilo? Echakilo says the altar of Slobodka is that Hashem could come anytime beyond any calculation and this can be the generation. Rabbi Yashif said he liked that shot in Echakilo. That there's nothing that could get in the way of that belief any day today is a possibility, is a possibility. So you've seen these several approaches on a chakilo. But let's talk tangibly what that means. Rabbi Zion suggested starting the campaign of building. It's amazing. We have to think about, we have to process whether maybe he is in fact correct. But I want to start with the more fundamental way that we could actually live a chakilo. Shabbos is very much connected to the building of the base of Migdash. The 39 malachas, where do we learn the 39 malachas from? The 39 forbidden activities are the things that would go into construction of the Mishkan. And since those needed to stop on Shabbos, that's where we get the 39 malachas. So you see there's a link between Mikdash and Shabbos. Why are they so connected? So the Gemara in Gittin says that the Sutton comes between two people, especially husband and wife, heir of Shabbos. To make a fight. All shul fights, board fights, begin Erev Shabbos. The text, the email comes in. Rav Huttner once asked, why do we light candles for Shalom Bias? Don't you need Shalom Bias every single day of the week? We all need Shalom Bias. Why don't we have a mitzvah to light candles every single day? So I'm going to tell you an incredible Vilnagon. The Vilnagon says we know that Kedusha is separated into three areas. Ashan into Kedusha's Hamakum, sanctity of place, 
Kedushas Hazman, sanctity of time, and Kedushas Ha'adam, sanctity of person. And there's ten levels by each, ten levels of holiness. For example, by a person, you have Chalalim, Mamzerim. Right? You get higher and higher up a level. I once gave a shear. I was giving a shear on Mamzerim. And there was a guy in the shear that was crying. And he came over to me, tears in his eyes. I said, what's wrong? He said, as a child, my father used to call me you little Mamzer. I miss him so much. <laughs> so ten levels of, 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 of Adam. Yichus, ten levels of Yichus. The Mishnayis and the Rambam have ten levels of Kedusha by the Mikdash. And so to Zman, time. When you add the Yom Tovim and the Cholamoid, ten is the number of Klal Yisrael. But says the Vilna Gon, each of those Kedushas have an unmentioned number eleven. Eleven by the Adam is the Kohen Gadol, the high priest. By Makum, Kodesh HaKadoshim. And by Zman, Shabbos. Why I, why? Isn't the 11th counted? Because those are the makor of the Kedusha. Those are the sources of that Kedusha. But really, the sources of their Kedusha is something that links each of them. You know what it is? It's Achtus. Take the Holy of Holies, the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Aaron. The Aaron was Tocho Rotsuf Ava. It was complete love there. The Kruvim facing each other. Torah was in the Aaron. Torah forges people together. Vayichan Sham Neged Ahar. They were by the mountain. Ki'isha Chad Balevechad. Shabbos 139 tells us the Achtas of Moshe and Aaron. And how Moshe had the heart of everybody. He, he wore it on his sleeve. He loved everyone. That's how he had the schus of giving the Birkas Kohanim. And the Zohar says Shabbos is his man of intense Achtas. One large Neshama Yaseira. One large extra Neshama connects all of us. The Shem Shmuel, the Rogat Shavar says, that the Rogat Shavar says there's no need. There's no need for Aliyah Laregel on Shabbos because we're already united. There's no need to go up to the Mikdash together. We're already united on Shabbos. And that's why the Sutton comes heir of Shabbos to make trouble. That's why he comes heir of Shabbos. He knows once Shabbos hits, we're going to come together. And that's why that answers Rav Hutner's kasha. Why are we lighting specifically heir of Shabbos? Because the Sutton is getting angry that the Makor of Kedusha, which is Achtas of Klal Yisrael, the gathering that's taking place when we come together, that's a Chakilo. You want to bring the Mashiach? We find a way to come together. We find a way, much in the way that you did tonight, to bring different approaches, different vantage points, and to bring them together in the one room, and to figure out a way to have a common conversation of Elu ve'Elu, Divrelikim Chaim. These and those are the words of the Living God. The Maisa Achtus is the Chikoi. The Gemara in Brachas, Dalad says, Ezehu ben Olam Hava. Who is somebody who is a ben Olam Hava? So the Gemara says, Zeha Somech Geula Letfila. If somebody who puts the bracha of Goal Yisrael next to Shmona Esrei. Somech Geula Letfila. You put the two next to each other. The question the Gemara talks about and Tosas jumps in is, well, what about Hashkivenu? Shabbos night. I mean, at night, Mariah, we say Hashkivenu. We have another paragraph there. What do we do? We have interruptions. Baruch Hashem. What, what about that? No, Gula Arichta. The Gemara says it's an elongated Gula. What does Gula Richta mean? Says Rav Hutner. 
Hashkivenu is the prayer that we say, Hashem, when you lay us down to sleep, protect us. Because we, Hashem, are the protectors of your mitzvahs. Shmira is the first step to the geula. You can't have geula without a shmira. There cannot be a geula unless there's a people who are the guardians of the watch. Unless there are the people who stand and represent the Kaddish Baruch Hu in this world. And have tziyunim lederech and have signposts along the way. And say, Hashem, we never forgot. We've never left our way. We may have strayed. We may have gone this way and that way. And been pushed to this country, that country, over here and over there. But we're still watching. We're still holding on. That's why it's called Shmiras Shabbos. Because we're keeping it. We're watching it. It's protecting us and we're protecting it. We lost a great Gadol a couple of years ago, Rav Moshe Shapiro. Really one of the great Bali Marshava, brilliant mind. And he died shortly after Purim. He, he, he was meeting with lots of people on Purim. Now, right before Purim, there was somebody whose name was called Shmuli. He was 43 years old was struggling with making a living and had lost his job and was quite ill and he had six children. And despite everything that he had gone through, he would always say it's Me'es Hashem or Baruch Hashem. And his friends told him to go meet with Ramos Shapiro. He said, Ramos Shapiro is a brilliant man. He doesn't need to waste time with my issues. He says, go to Ramos Shapiro. And he sat with Ramos Shapiro and Ramos Shapiro saw how after every time he explained how he has challenges, but Baruch Hashem, it's going to be fine. I believe it's going to work out. It's Me'es Hashem. I know it's for a reason. Everything. Ramos Shapiro had the last Purim of his life. 2019, right? Hundreds packed his apartment, coming to bring Mishloach Manas, receive brachas. And finally, it was time for the Suda, his last major Suda, where many Talmidah Chachamim came. And of course, Shmuli decided to show as well. And Ramosha, even though in general, when you know he was speaking, it would be a deep machshava, that you would lose him halfway in and you have to look at your notes and replay the tapes. But at this suda, it wasn't about a deep machshava. This time, he said, Amir Hashem, very soon, the Mashiach is going to come. And I imagine there's going to be long lines of prestigious Rabbanim, Russia Yeshiva, and Gedolim, waiting to introduce themselves to the Mashiach. And the prominent individuals, rightly so, will be proud of their name and proud of what they accomplished. The crowd was listening intently to figure out what Ramosha was getting at. Suddenly he stopped and he glanced around the room until his eyes focused on Shmuli in the back right corner. And he spoke directly to the struggling individual and he said, but at the very end of that line, after the Mashiach has greeted nearly everybody, he will meet you, Shmuli. He will ask you for your name, and you'll tell him what it is. And then he will ask you, what have you accomplished? And at that moment, Shmuli, you will look back at him and say, Mashiach, I'm the one that brought you here. This is how we accomplish Echakelo. We bring achdus, we bring unity to the people around us, to our families, and to our friends. And we trust that everything that Hashem has brought us is for the best, and that everything is going to work out, and everything is min Shemayim. And Mirza Hashem, in that schus, 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu will bring Mashiach in just moments from now. Shkosh.